with a unique approach to motivating his young swimmers. The technique he used, it was called crocodile. That's right. Uh, the report from CNN said he let it push his pupils to better lap times by letting a crocodile chase them in the, in the pool. <laughs> he explained they let the swimmers dive in first, and then he plopped in the crocodile to follow them. Uh, talk about motivation. In his defense, he said, well, he did watch their speed in the water and was always sure the swimmer had a, enough of a head start uh, to keep it from catching up. Well, <laughs> I think we're always looking for ways to be motivated ourselves or to motivate others, but I don't think we're going to go to crocodiles, at least I hope not. Getting motivated can be difficult. How many times have you heard or said to yourself, I'd love to, but, right? I'd love to be a church, but oh, my schedule's so busy. I'd love to read the Bible more, but uh, I, I just don't have the time. I'd love to spend more time with my family, but oh, my, my schedule's killing me. I'd love to give more to God's work, but, but I'm not sure I can. I'd love to, I'd love to fill in the blank. We would love for a whole lot of things to happen. We'd love for a whole lot of things to be true. In our reading today, Jesus tells his disciples in the past, in the present, and in the future to therefore go. To go out into the world and baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. To therefore go. To go out into the world and teach everything that Jesus has taught us. That's Jesus' mission for us as his disciples, his followers, his, his children, the children of God. Jesus, who has all authority in heaven and on earth, makes our area, Kankakee, Bradley, Bourbonnais, the whole world, the object of our preaching and teaching and care. The Great Commission is not just a nice option if we have the time. It's not a nice option if we have the money in the budget. Jesus says he wants his people, us, his disciples, to go. Today's message and the rest of the year, we're considering the implications of that one simple word. Go. Disciples, followers of Jesus, children of God, want to follow Jesus' mission. The people of God are led to go forth into the world. We'd love to go, but, well, we come up with lots of excuses, don't we? The scene today features 11 disciples. Remember, Judas, number 12, had already ended his life at this point. The 11 are standing on the hill in Galilee sometime between Easter and the day of Christ's ascension. 11 disciples were confused, yet learning. They were sad, yet filled with joy. 11 disciples looking on this hill, Galilean hill, Looking out, looking out at a world, a world that's filled with people that need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ, their Master, their Lord, their Savior. They would sure like to go, but they, like us, have a few issues they're holding on to, holding them back. Jesus says, therefore, but we get some responses right away. The first response is that the sinful nature, the sinful flesh, always wants to say no. No way. The beginning of our reading is interesting. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. 
Did that surprise you when you heard it? They worshipped him, but some doubted. It doesn't mean the disciples are pagans by any stretch. I mean, we're told they're worshipping their Lord, but in the dark corner of their hearts, there's this ugly monster called doubt. A little bit of unbelief getting ready to spring into downright disobedience. Jesus says, therefore, the sinful nature says, no, no way. This threat of unbelief lurks in the dark corners of your heart and mine. That awesome power to say no when the Lord says otherwise. I mean, just think of the disciples. These were men who heard Jesus teach and preach for three years. They saw him walk on the water and walk through walls. They waited as as Jesus served up bread and fish for uh, using a little boy's picnic lunch, and they picked up 12 basketfuls of pieces left over. Three of them had already seen Christ in all his glory on the Mount of Transfiguration. All of them had seen Jesus alive after Easter, and yet, we read, some doubted. Were they doubting the Lord's power to protect them? Were they doubting the Lord's authority to send them? And maybe their old fishing boats and their fishing nets were looking pretty inviting uh, after all this that happened. I'd like to go, Lord, but... My, my doubt is telling me, no, I've got questions. I mean, after all, is, is God's word really that special that I need to share it with others? Is baptism really that precious and that powerful that I, that I don't want anyone to leave earth without have, having the blessings of it? Is Jesus who fills the heavens really physically filling me in the Lord's Supper? Do I really need to go to church so often? I mean, let alone Bible class. I'm not a theologian, so I, I mean, we pay pastors for that, right? Uh, uh, to do all that faith stuff for us. Do I really need to invest my, my precious time and talents, my, my money, my energy, all of those things into the gospel ministry? I mean, we're not the only church in Kankakee, Bradley, Bourbonnet, right? I mean, let the others pick up the slack. Why, why, why try reaching out? I mean, come on. I mean, if they really want to hear the good news, they know where we're at. Do we really need to teach everything that Jesus taught us? Because if we do, I mean, things are going to get, uh, quickly get uh, politically incorrect, right? I mean, just think of uh, many statements, but, but think of John in, in the Gospel of John where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. <laughs> try saying that on daytime TV. You know, people aren't going to be too happy. You're not going to get a friendly reception. We quickly and easily say no to Jesus' command. What happens is that our lukewarm doubts give way to excuses. I can't share your word with others, Lord. I just don't have the time. I won't share your word with others, Lord. Uh, That's somebody else's job. (laughs) That's not mine. I shouldn't share your word with others, Lord. I'm, I'm not good enough, or uh, I don't know enough, or maybe I don't care enough. A little bit of doubt and unbelief, uh, uh, they're, they're as helpful to us as <laughs> holding on to a bowling ball while treading water. Uh, you might not drown, but it's not going to be easy to swim, right? Jesus says, therefore, but the flesh and sinful nature says, no, no way. 
But we know that's not all. I mean, there are forces in conflict with Jesus' command. The forces of doubt want to uh, drag us down that pathway of no. And, and, may, and thankfully, by God's power, we may were able to resist that. Uh, and we finally get up the will and, and listen to Jesus and share that good news, but we run the risk of being rejected by the world. When Jesus says, therefore, the response of the world says, so? <laughs> so what? When the world and our culture have never been on great terms with God Almighty, right? I mean, think about it. Uh, Elijah, a faithful prophet of the Lord, what happened? He's hounded and almost killed by King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. The Romans, they killed 10 of the 11 apostles there on that mountain, top of Jesus. John survived and was exiled to the island of Patmos with his head still attached. What about Luther? I mean, if you preach and teach Jesus Christ, you can count on having a less than easy life. What about Christians around the world that confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? They're disowned by their families and they lose their jobs and their livelihood. What about the ones who take a stand for Jesus in countries where Christianity is barely tolerated, if at all, and outright persecuted? They end up dying horrible deaths because of their faith in Jesus. In the face of this resistance to the good news We just don't want to stick out our necks, especially if the world is just going to respond, so what? I mean, did you know that Jesus died to take away your sins? You don't have to feel guilty. You've been forgiven. So? So what? Did you know the Lord wants to do some amazing, awesome things in the waters of baptism? So? So what? Did you know the Lord can really give you some comfort through worshiping him with fellow believers at church? So? So what? I mean, I I think, uh, you know, we can go on and on with this. I mean, how sinful and self-centered and nonsensical are the world's so's. To Jesus' command, therefore, the sinful flesh, the sinful nature says... No, no way. The world and Satan give that reply to us of so, so what? In the face of this, the message of Jesus never changes. He says, therefore, go. He'll never fail to go with us when we go out to others with his good news. He says, go, and it is our desire to go and follow his leading. Behind Jesus' word stands God the Father Almighty. Along with his words goes his Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. As we see in our flesh, would love to cancel out Jesus' go. With that, no way. The world counters with the so what. But in spite of all that, Jesus still says, therefore, go. His command to go drives away human doubt, human uncertainty, human confusion, human unbelief with his word. I mean, do you have doubts? I mean, hear this again. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know, the last few years now, last number of years, we try to unite our 
our thoughts and our direction with yearly themes. Uh, Each year that theme digs a little bit deeper, uh, but this one digs even deeper still. Uh, We start off exploring the hymn, uh, I Love to Tell the Story, uh, and talked about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, etc. Then we talked about the armor of God, about the belt of truth and the shield of faith. Uh, Last year, rejoicing in the mighty fortress and the mighty God, uh, looking at the solas and about our confession and the catechism. But, But a lot of those assume that you already are a disciple. But what does that mean? What does this being a disciple of Jesus mean? Well, that's our task this year. Exploring exactly what it means to be a disciple. What it means to be a follower of Jesus. That graphic on your reminder is that, bull, that reminder of Jesus to, to therefore go. To go out into all the world. Uh, and, and it's that, that reminder to go out with this good news. Each month exploring and taking that idea of a disciple and exploring sort of a different facet uh, of this idea of being a disciple. Jesus, therefore, go is bigger and better than our no ways. I'd like to go, but the world says, so what? <laughs> We've fallen victim to that excuse. But that excuse falls flat on its face when Jesus reminds us, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore, go. Is there a single corner of this earth that Christ has not saved? Is there a single place on this earth where the Father does not rule? Is there a single heart that the Spirit does not yearn to fill? The Savior gives you and me the privilege to go. Therefore, go doesn't necessarily mean knocking on doors down Burns Road or downtown Kankakee, although it could. Therefore, go doesn't necessarily mean handing out literature at the Bourbon Friendship Festival or the Kankakee County Fair, although it could. Therefore, go means going with Christ wherever you go, whether it's at work or at play, at the the barber shop or even at the Cardinals game. Therefore, go means always being ready, always being ready to share the love of Jesus Christ and his good news of salvation wherever God leads us. Don't force it. Just be the children of God that you are. The Savior gives us the motivation to therefore go, the motivation to overcome the no's and the no ways, the so's and the so what's. Therefore go because the Son of God came to, from, from heaven to earth for you. Therefore go. Because the Son of God went to the cross for you. Therefore, go. Because the Son of God was raised to life for your justification, as we heard in our second reading today. You are sons and daughters of the Savior who lives. Therefore, go and tell, because Jesus has spoken his words of life to you and me. Therefore, go. Support those Christian teachers, because God's truths need to be learned. Go. Therefore, go as God's ambassadors so others might know the joys of being claimed as God's own in holy baptism like we had last night. Therefore, go 
be disciples, be followers, be children of God in a day and age when, when life seems cheap and much of life seems pretty much meaningless. This command, therefore, go with the message that, that we're not some biological accident. We're children of the Heavenly Father who knows how to take care of his children. Therefore, go with the message that God helps you grow and be strengthened in his word and truth. Forget the flesh and, and the world that says, no, no way. God says, therefore, go. Know that to our witness, the world will push back and say, so, so what? God still says, therefore, go. May God, our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you that you may take this treasure. Take it out and go out into the world, into the lives of our family, into the lives of our co-workers, into the lives of our neighbors and our world. Jesus says, therefore. So as disciples, as children of God, as followers of Jesus, let us therefore go. Go forth and tell the story of Jesus and his love. Amen.